the weekly weekly feed. feed. From the studios of WFPK in Louisville, Kentucky, you are once again listening to the weekly feed. And oh my, what a selection we have for you. Alt-J return with a sophomore single. Dan Beckner debuts his new band. Au Revoir Simone grabs one of the strokes and covers Mazzy Star. And we have the return of the Vaselines. I'm Kyle Meredith, and later on I'll be talking with Ingram Michelson. And after that, Sean Cannon talks Kurt Braunholer into the guest DJ seat. Now, Castanets get the leadoff position with a uniquely interesting song. Out for the West spins a narrative that touches on the Portland Trailblazers, Harvey Milk, and Vanity Fair, all the while putting you in a comfortable trance. It's also a great way to ease into this hour of the weekly feat. Body, Vanity Fair, the value village. Green tags, half-off bought some old Nike shoes. And Sean Penn, he was smiling from the cover. The kind of smile that says there's nothing to lose just now. November 1994 My girl was 10 Someone might have been at war But I don't know Rang up at $7.54 a day A few months where for an hour Rain on the windshield shone like diamonds in the sun. May 28th, and the Blazers won an OT. And Carlisle agreed that the boys had played fair, clean in the paint, and the calls had been square. Jason Kidd and Odin were the last ones there when the cameras had gone.
Six to go down, three to wake up But the days are short and the night ain't so bad And out in the valley I can hear the last of the trains And from the porch I hear her calling out my name from inside Out for the west, the pioneers, they ran through Utah and the thunder for the golden land. Oh, Harvey Milk, what a wonderful man. Oh, Harvey Milk, what a wonderful
That's Zamuto with uh, Great Equator on the weekly feed. The one-man band of Nick Zamuto, formerly of the band Books, is now on his second solo round, Anchor, which is set to arrive September 2nd. Expectations are indeed high for the next Alt-J album. The lead's foursome debuted on the scene with one of the most innovative albums of the year, maybe even the decade. So how do you follow it up? How about placing something completely off the wall in the first teaser track, like a Miley Cyrus sample? Yet, once again, they make it work. From the upcoming This Is All Yours, here is Hunger of the Pine on the weekly feed. Sleeplessly embracing Butterflies and needles line my seamed up drawing Encased in case I need it In my stomach, on my heart, chain mail Hunger of the pine Hunger of the pine Sleeplessly embracing Yon yon tip to me Plenty more days in the sea And so you finally use it Bedding with me, you see At night your heart wears night armor Hunger of the pine
our latest listen in on Total Control's next record, Typical System. That was Glass on the weekly feed. And before that, the voice of Dan Beckner, the former Wolf Parade slash Handsome Furs recent Divine Fits member, has a new trio called Operators, and that was our first clue as to its sound. The song True, as a press time, doesn't have an album attached to it, so hopefully that info is going to be rolling in very soon. All right, still to come, Ingram Michelson is here to hang, and Kurt Braunholer is here to spin. Don't move. Support for the weekly feed comes from Atlantic Records. Max Frost's debut EP, Low High Low, featuring the single White Lies, is available now on his tour dates, iTunes, and your local independent record store. Is it the weekly feed? Okay. Weekly, weekly feed. Sub Pop's latest find comes by way of Australia. Now settled in Brooklyn, Luluk paired up with Aaron Desner of the National to man the controls of their debut. Here is Small Window on the weekly feed. Flying over Chicago, bare trees line the white snow. Daylight fades and lines of cars flash Across the night in red and gold What a view from my small window What a view from my small Crystal water in the blue tree 
That's a very different sound for her. That's Ingram Michelson with Handsome Hands on the weekly feed. Michelson's latest record, Lights Out, finds her taking plenty of chances, whether sprawling like that track or more pop-centric. We talk in depth about it in our video feed at theweeklyfeed.org. The Weekly, weekly feed. feed. Let's talk about this record, Lights Out. This is fun. This is a big jump. Yeah. It's a different sound. Yeah. It's not the first time we've heard you do it. Parachutes was kind of a sample. Yes. But then you you backed off. You didn't go full pop until now. Well. Why was that? Um, well, Parachute, I wrote with a guy named Marshall Altman, and we wrote it originally for somebody else. Like, we wanted to pitch it to a, from like a hip-hop artist. Yeah. And so I think because I was writing it for somebody else, it had a different sound to it. Um, and then this album, I did all co-writes again. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just being in a room with other people, you know, brings different things out of you. And so it's just a different sound. And there's some, there are a lot of the songs on the record aren't very poppy. And then there are some that are really strange. Right. And then there's some that are very poppy. And um, I didn't go into it intending to write like a, a like a Tegan and Sarah dance which I didn't. But I feel like they made a conscious choice. Like, oh, they, we're gonna do pop. Yeah, I know, I've read interviews with them, I'm obsessed with that record. Um, I kind of, just kind of wrote with people and then the songs like kind of fell where they fell and then we just did what we thought was the best uh, for each song individually. When you're writing like that though, because, okay, so let's say you take a song like, you know, uh, Girls and Boys and um, um, how do you write something bigger without it sounding cliche, a bigger pop song? How do you write something that universal without it sounding bland? Because you've got a knack for that. You know? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I knew, I would probably write more of them. I don't know. I just, uh, I wrote Girls Chase Boys with Trent Dabbs and Barry Dean, two really great writers in Nashville. Yeah. And um, it just kind of came out of us messing around. We were working on a different song and then it wasn't really going anywhere. And we just started kind of having fun and being silly and beatboxing. And, and then this song just kind of came out of I don't even know where. Right. Um, so it's that I, magic spot again. It we was. keep hearing about that magic spot. I feel like you, it's hard to define what it is that makes a song yeah. stick in people's minds and hearts, you know? Um, so I don't really have an answer. I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, you were talking about with co-writing, and that's always, uh, that's a mysterious world, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, although it happens to a me, lot. Recent, until recently, yeah. it was for me too, I never, I, I mean, hardly ever go wrong. Is that like a, like you, you go for a formula thing? Like you sat down with a person and what happens? You said, we want to write this type of song about this idea or is it more? I think you can do anything really. It yeah. depends on who. Because it's like the band way too, where it's just like, let's sit down and jam. Right. That's kind of how Girls Chase Boys came out. Yeah. Just jamming. Um, I wrote another song on the record called Afterlife and I went into the session and I was like, I want to write a happy song. Mm -hmm. I want to write an endemic, joyful song not about death because everything is about uh, I was writing all about death and then of course the song is called Afterlife right. which is funny right. but it, it is an anthemic joyful song so I did go in to that session saying this is the type of song I want to write um, but for the most part with me it just kind of the way co-writing went it just sort of like things just formed as they formed yeah. Yeah. That's, it's lucky there's a there's a lyric on that stood out and I'm taking it out of context but you know it's in a girl's face boys that let's not make it harder than it needs to be yeah, right, right. Like, does, does this come easy to you, this style? Well, there were a couple sessions with different writers that it just yeah. wasn't a perfect fit. But when it is the right fit, it was, for the most part, pretty pretty easy once things started to kind of kick in. Feed. That's a sample of my interview with Ingram Michelson. You can see much, much more in the video feed over at theweeklyfeed.org. It's been another from her newest, Lights Out. Here is Girls Chase Boys on the Weekly Feed. Oh, the broken hearts in the
Classic Mazzy Stars song. That's Au Revoir Simone with help from Nikolai Frecher from The Strokes covering Fade Into You on the weekly feed. It was apparently Frecher's idea after hearing the band do a more traditional approach to it. I'm loving their slightly new feel to it. Still more to come, including new music from the Vaselines, but not before we hand the controls over to Kurt Braunholer 
That's happening next. Support for the weekly feed comes from Atlantic Records. Max Frost's debut EP, Low High Low, featuring the single White Lies, is available now on his tour dates, iTunes, and your local independent record store. Weekly feed. Weekly feed. You like music? Yes. Why don't you put a record on? The Weekly Feed. feed. Sean Cannon has comedian Kurt Braunholer in the studio to talk about his favorite record label growing up, which is also the label he's signed to now. Take it away, Pocket Bear. The The Weekly weekly Feed. feed. Dude, when I saw the, I saw a, a maybe it was, yeah, I think it was a Facebook post from uh, Sheila. Mm-hmm. And it said that you were on Kill Rockstars, and I couldn't find any other confirmation for it. Yeah, I freaked out. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited because I—that's the thing. Like after we talked about that, the only thing I could think is like his brain must be fried because you signed <laughs> to Kill Rockstar oh, yeah, Records. I, fr- I totally freaked out. Like that's all. Like it's pretty much all I listened. Like almost exclusively in in college, at least, as, and then afterwards as well. Um, yeah, I love Kill Rockstars, and also. You know, Unwound, the guy like Jason from Unwound or Justin from Unwound and uh, another guy from Unwound are starting up a new band who I got to play with in Portland recently called Survival Knife. And it's awesome. What? It's awesome. Yeah, the record will be coming out in Kill Rockstars. Um, It's two dudes from Unwound and then this husband-wife team uh who are awesome and she sings on a few songs so it sounds like unwound really? and then all of a sudden sometimes there's a female singer it's really good that sounds yeah pretty amazing survival knife how did that happen though that you it happened through twitter really was it because i know that you tweet back and forth I, i've i've yeah. seen it like i saw it happen a yeah, few yeah, times yeah. it was you know what i think it might have been the day that i um talked to you Really? I think it actually was. I talked to you because I was out surfing in yeah, Rockaway. Yeah. And I come out of the water and I did the interview with you. And I was just on my phone and I tweeted something and Kill Rockstars had retweeted it. And I sent back, or like, I like sent a you know, response, something like, like, if my 14-year-old self knew. I remember that. Yeah, that yeah. Kill Rockstars had retweeted me. He'd want to know what that meant. But then once he found out, he'd really like it. <laughs> um and then we just started co- back and forth. And like my third question was, would you ever want to put out a comedy, comedy album? Because <laughs> I've been looking for who I was going to put my comedy album yeah. out with. And then that day, I spoke with Portia, who runs Kill Rock Stars. And uh, she had seen my stuff. And a lot of her staff is like uh, big fans of comedy. And they were looking to get into comedy. And so this, it'll be the first comedy record. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that... It's crazy... A, because you're a big fan of everything that they've yeah. done, and B, because it happened 
without any real life contact, at least yeah. initially. It happened through Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So weird, man. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, man, I wish I could hear that band that Kurt Brownoller was talking about a minute ago. Well, you're in luck. Here it is, Survival Knife, with a track they put out on Kurt's favorite label, Kill Rock Stars, with Divine Mob on the weekly feed.
Vaseline's recorded one record in the 90s, one of which Kurt Cobain became a big fan of, giving the duo a lot more attention than they probably expected. But it took them nearly 20 years to follow up the disc, which they finally did in 2010. Now, only four years later, they've readied LP3V for Vaseline, due out on September 29th, and it includes that fun little gem, One Lost Year. And that's it for another episode of the Weekly Feed. But the fun doesn't have to end there. There's plenty more over at theweeklyfeed.org, including more music, interviews, and full episodes. Our video feed series plays weekly on Salon.com, this week featuring Ingram Michelson. The Weekly Feed is distributed by Louisville Public Media and WFPK Radio Louisville. Stacey Owen is the executive director. Brad Yost edited this episode. Chris Witzke directs films and edits our video feed. Sean Cannon keeps shop over at afterdark.wfbk.org, where you can hear more of his interview with Kurt Braunohler. And we get extra assistance from WFBK's Laura Shine. A special thanks to this week's underwriter, the band Max Frost. I'm your host, and you can find me at Twitter and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. We'll see you same time next week when we'll be joined by the Flaming Lips frontman Wayne Coyne and John Worcester. Till then, be good.